everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Kat. And this is Sherry. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Sherry and Kat. Yay. Um, today we are talking about 13 Ghosts from 2001, which I'll just say at the top, I didn't realize was a remake, I guess. Yes. I meant to actually look up at least the synopsis for the old one I found, but I didn't. I only know <laughs> one thing about it, and we could talk about it when we get into the movie summary. Okay, cool. I guess, because I Google. 13 Ghosts, and that popped up, and I was like, yes. oh. Because the it's it's edgy 2000s, so the 13 is like 13 spelled out, but then there's a 1-3 in the middle. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> 2000s horror, yeah. Because that was cool then. I guess. Okay. So, um, spoiler-free synopsis, 13 Ghosts is about a widowed father who is doing his best to take care of his uh, teenage daughter and younger son, um, they essentially inherit a house from like a long lost uncle that he knew he had, but hadn't spent much time with this particular uncle. And when they get to the house, horror things happen and uh, everything goes awry because awry is my word of the year now. I, I love, guess. I love it. <laughs> it's so apropos. Yeah. Horror things happen. Things go awry. Spoiler-free synopsis over. <laughs> cool. All right. So I'm going to go into immediate spoilers, immediate spoilers, before we go even into like the specific details of the movie or we go through chronological order, I have to go through spoilers. So if you haven't watched this and you want to watch it before you listen, hmm. I need you to stop right now and then come back. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to describe a movie to you. Yes. Early 2000s movie. Okay. It's set in a haunted house. Okay. An eccentric millionaire. Mm-hmm. Invites people love it into this house yes. under false pretenses. Oh wait, fakes his own death. Mm. Oh, uh, and turns out the house is a trap. Oh wait, there is one character who already kind of knows the gist. Hold on, uh, he <laughs> uh, relies on drugs or alcohol in order to get through the rest of the evening. Yes, he makes he dies, but okay. his ghost helps. The protagonist is this house a escape, and also thirteen <laughs> ghosts. So that is the reason why I didn't remember. I remembered oh. I did not like thirteen ghosts, and I couldn't figure out. Everybody is obsessed with the movie. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves this movie. movie. I was like, well, I don't like this movie, I, and I couldn't remember why. I literally have not seen it since two thousand and one. And then I watched it again, and I said, wait. I know why I don't like this movie. I don't like this movie because I love House on Haunted Hill. Oh, I love House on Haunted Hill. And that one came out in 2000, literally the year before. It is the same director. It is the same horror writer wrote the short story that an old movie in the 50s was made and then they remade it (laughs) in the 2000s. It's exactly the same formula. So it turns out Dark Castle Entertainment was meant for director William Dark Castle, William Castle to make dark horror movies. Oh. And he only made the two because House on Haunted Hill did really well. Yes, it did. He used the same formula for this one, and it made it w- did not do well at all. Well, because that's not... So, yeah, that's oh. the reason. The reason I don't like 13 Ghosts is because it, it, it seems like a knockoff of House on Haunted Hill, which is the superior <laughs> horror movie. I have literally never realized how similar they were until just now when you were clearly describing House on Haunted Hill, but also somehow 13 Ghosts. Yes. Oh <laughs> um, my God. I love House on Haunted yes. Hill. Oh, we need to do, okay. We, we put that on put the list, on the right list now. Because I right love now. that movie. Oh. Um, I that That is the movie that, and not, you know, Marilyn Manson had been a long time celebrity by then, but I suddenly was listening to Marilyn Manson um, in the car because of this movie. So that's how, but I, uh, I remember really liking 13 ghosts until yesterday when I rewatched it (laughs) for this podcast. Clearly, um, I must've had that thing where you remember a trauma differently than the way it actually happened. 
because yeah, when I picked it, I have to apologize to Kat. Today's uh, episode was my idea um, because I thought I loved this movie, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> it's totally, and you know what? If you're listening to this and you go, oh, I like that movie, we're not making fun of you. You can like any or we you love sure some. Can. We I love, love some trash. trash. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we love some trash. Yeah, we do. It's just I think that specifically in this instance, it's because the movie is based off of a formula that they thought was going to be really successful, and really only the first installment was successful for us. Yes. Uh, so if you love it, that's totally fine. There are cool. There's some cool things about it, like the makeup. It's so oh, good. So, so cool. Good. Yeah, there are a lot of good things yeah, about it. Yeah. So uh, and we'll go through them as we go through. So just don't don't feel called out if you're yeah, no. no, no. Yeah, about it. Because trust me, I'm sure if you went through like my top twenty, there would be something, several things on it that you would be like, wow, that's garbage. Oh yeah, so, for real. So yeah, no. If you love the movie, con- please continue to love the movie. <laughs> yeah. But we're gonna talk about it. We so. are gonna talk about it. <laughs> um, so my I was telling Kat before, usually what I do when I take my notes is that I'll have two columns. One column is just a play-by-play summary or synopsis of the movie as I'm watching it, and then the other column will be my thoughts about particular scenes. I didn't do any of the play-by-play because I was so just jaw-dropped about <laughs> like just so many things. So I, I kind of do the same thing. I very rarely make a note of what's happening on screen, more my reactions or thoughts to it. So it's been, it's always a lot of fun for us to kind of sync up. So this time it'll be a lot of like, what the hell did I mean here? Right. <laughs> because I didn't do my play-by-play and I do the play-by-play to help keep us a little more organized. So also, if you've seen this movie, we're going to be all over the place. Yes. Um, which is not new if you're a longtime listener, but yeah. just giving you a heads up. Yeah. yeah. So I have a crack theory. Okay. Um, my crack theory, it's on a timeline. I have absolutely nothing to back this up. <laughs> um, this movie has big Scooby-Doo vibes. Doesn't okay. it? Okay. And, and, and like, mm, okay. you know, we have like the elaborate monster chases yes. and we have like a, an eccentric billionaire behind it all. Right. And it feels maybe more like the newer Scooby-Doo animated stuff where there really are some oh, ghosts. Yeah, but yeah. it definitely, and, and there is a, a Scooby-Doo in the 13 ghosts, but I don't know that there's any tie. <laughs> I, I cannot remember watching that. I'm sure I did when I was a kid, but I don't, I don't remember it. Anyway, <laughs> so I feel like Matthew Lillard got shaggy because of this movie. Because of this movie. Be- my first note, my literal first bullet is, um... It, does Matthew, did he always only play himself? Because I'm also getting very, he's also in screen, yes. right? And the character I was getting from him just to me really seemed like the same person he was in Scream. Like, I feel like maybe he, and then I had, I was like, does he still act? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I feel like, like he voice acts. I feel like for a while, yeah, he was one of those people that like always played the same kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he just seemed very Matthew Lillard to Just me. his like, his like, cowardice and the way he like very reluctantly does things. I felt like it was, it had a lot of carryover for how Shaggy was played in the first live action Scooby-Doo movie. And I was like, I feel like you got that part because he does a really good Casey Casey voice, but also because of 13 (laughs) ghosts. And my second crack theory is I think that Tony Shalhoub got Monk because of this movie, because he plays kind of a neurotic guy <laughs> with a dead family who's kind of a mess. And the first thing he does when you meet him is complain with the kid made a mess. Yes. And I was like, oh, because yes. if you've never seen Monk, uh, it is a great show until the end. Just do yourself a favor and don't watch the last season. No. Just don't do it. Watch everything else. <laughs> everything else. And just don't watch the last season. It is actually in my like top five worst endings to TV shows ever. Because it's a great show. It is, but it just ends so badly. 
Um, but he plays a detective who has lost his wife, who his, his quirk is that he's super OCD. Yes. Um, and he, you know, helps solve crimes, but he, it's great. He's great. But <laughs> I'm like actual diagnosed OCD. Yes. Not in the way that people claim their OCD because they like to be neat. That's right. No, he has the extreme like right. textbook version. Yes. Yes. And he's um, very good. He's very he good. is very good. Like the only difference between this character and Monk is Monk's high intelligence. And the kids. And no the kids. kids. Right. That's true. That's a good point. I also... Love Tony Shalhoub. Yes, I love him. <laughs> Which may be why I like this movie. I don't know why. So I, so let's just, so my notes do go in order okay, of the movie okay, though. Okay. So I might get a little bit of summary just reading what I wrote. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next note um, is from when um, we see Uncle Cyrus, because I don't remember his name, and Matthew Willard, they're in the um, junkyard trying to mm. catch that third, that last, the 12th ghost. 12th ghost, yes. Um, and then those other two, that man and that woman show up, and they're yes. like the ghosts. I'm, I'm, okay, I've called them ghost abolitionists <laughs> oh throughout God. this. And the reason I use that term is because I don't know why I had never noticed before that the one of them says... This is like slavery. I and I was like, did forget that. The F did you say? I did forget that until I rewatched it. <laughs> did you just compare trapping ghosts to slavery? Oh, okay. <laughs> it does seem like something a white activist would say, though. It does. It does. It seemed very apropos to their characters. And so the rest of the movie, I just called them ghost, ghost abolitionists. abolitionists. I yeah. love it. Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, so. That scene was good. Yes. When they're in the junkyard. People are just exploding. I love that. People are exploding and the cars are flying around. Because, I mean, like, yes, it's 2000, but also, like, I mean, we still didn't have... Effects weren't necessarily that great. And Mm. this movie just doesn't look like it cost that much. Um... Or as much as, you know, some other movies could. So I thought that was cool. I also was curious about where you would get a tanker truck full of blood from uh, when they're spraying the blood to try to get, to try to draw the, where would you get? I mean, I guess you'd have to buy the tanker and the blood separate. Yes. I feel like you you couldn't just rent a tanker full of blood. Would you fake a donation center? And then, I don't know. Well, it didn't say it was human. Could be like True. livestock oh, blood. Oh, you're right. Right? Like you're a blood right. sausage factory or <laughs> maybe, something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but that was a pretty good scene. Um, I did not remember at the beginning that we see Cyrus dead. Yeah, I didn't remember anything about that intro scene. I actually thought it picked up with Tony Shalhoub. Oh, okay. Yeah. As someone who never wa- rewatches the exposition, um, and once she's seen the movie once, I also thought it picked up at Tony Fair. Shalhoub. Fair. <laughs> I did not remember that part at all. Um, because, and since we're jumping around, because later, later when we realized that Cyrus is not actually dead, I was like, who was he faking that for then? Matthew Lillard, so he wouldn't have to pay his bill. Mm, good that point. Was the, that, that seemed to be literally the only reason, because all the other henchmen were dead. And... He wanted to pretend he was dead so he could trick Tony Shalhoub into showing up at the house. Right. But he could have just said that. Because he could have just, I don't know, right. called his nephew to the house. Like. But at some, <laughs> some point later, like, the, the lawyer makes a crack. Like, oh, you know, nuts come out when millionaires die and they always want money. Oh, right, I bet right. he's going to say that he owes him money. And Matthew Lillard's like, no, he did. He yeah, but he me. actually does Lots of money. So I feel money. like he just did it to <laughs> not pay. I was like, wow, what a... What a waste of S- uh, of special effects. Yeah. Just like, get out of just paying the, your bill. Right. Just because you're a, a millionaire. Right. Like it implies that he has like multi millions of dollars. Just pay him. But maybe he did it to be nice. 
because he does seem to murder everyone else who knows him. And if Matthew Lillard mm. hadn't taken oh, it upon right. himself to show up at the house, he would have gotten. He, he would have been, gotten to live his happy little paranormal right. life. You're right. Out, so, so maybe it was a, a weird act of friendship maybe. to pretend he was dead. Thanks for all the ghost hunting. And also, I won't pay my bill. <laughs> but I won't kill you. But I won't kill you. So there's. So that's I need to. I need to talk Feel about free. Raw Digger. Oh, oh, I, uh, oh, there's nothing wrong with her. She's no. fine. absolutely fine. And I loved the weird nine, late nineties or mid thousands trend of like, let's throw a rapper into a horror movie. Yes. I'm all about it. And, and she was a female yes. rapper in a horror movie. Yes, Fantastic. she was. Love it. Why is she the mammy character? Why is she the mammy and character? <laughs> why did they go, you know what? That's kind of messed up. We shouldn't have like a mammy nurse to these white kids who's black. That's messed up. Thanks. So in order to change this, We'll just make her a shitty nanny. Yes, because I, okay, let's excuse the fact that she and the daughter literally cuss each other out. Yes. She calls her a bitch. She calls her a she bitch. She encourages the little kid to call his sister a slut. To the sister's face. And like, granted, the, sis, the sister is like sniping, sniping back, but also, why? <laughs> like, I just would never, why, why are we writing this? And so that... Like, is that supposed, that's supposed to make it better? Because I didn't put it together like that. Oh, so the fact that she's a shit, because not only is she, does she literally cuss at the sister, but like, she's not good at, she can't She cook. loses that child immediately. Immediately. She tells them when they walk into the house, the first thing she says is, I'm not cleaning any of this. Right. Um, she can't cook. She can't cook. She, and so it's like, oh, ha ha, Tony Shalhoub keeps her around because he's broke and he like, you know, doesn't have anybody else. And it's like, so what, this woman's just like taking advantage of them by not actually doing anything because she's a lazy black woman. Like, what are you trying what to say? What are you trying to say? Because it's not good either way. It's not. And then, okay, so he can afford this terrible nanny who was useless to him, but they can't afford a bigger apartment? Or how about putting that morbid-ass fucking kid in therapy? Because holy shit, any kid who is as obsessed with death as he is needs a therapist like three, four, seven times a week. Like, I feel like the school can't... I know it was 2000, but I feel like even then the school counselor... This child was like eight. Thank Would have been like, hey, he can't talk about decapitations in, in art class, no, this is not a thing we're also to do. terrible nanny. When they were playing hangman in the car, the word was suffocate. Yes, let's just talk about it. wild, <laughs> fucking wild. Wild. I will say, I did appreciate that another notable similarity that we could continue. I would like to continue is that the notable black character survives in both House on Haunted Hill. Yes, and. 13 Ghosts. And 13 Ghosts, right. And I thought about that because I we just last week we're talking about LL Cool J mm -hmm. and Deep Blue Sea and how he also is the black character that survives. That's about, that's what I wrote at the end. I was like, ah, <laughs> and the black person survives. I feel like it's a I feel like it was it was that it was that rapper insert horror movie. Yep. Like it was uh, there, there were a couple, we're gonna have to, you know, I want, I want that to be a letterbox category. Oh, like, yes. Rapper cameos in horror movies. <laughs> Rap Let's, I'm gonna look that up. Rappers in horror movies and they survive at the yes, end. Yes, and they yes. survive at the end. My last note is no characters of color were harmed in the making of this movie. Yes. Because I feel like Tony Shalhoub is. He's Middle Eastern, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. And so is. He's definitely something. The girl, but like half, I think. The daughter? Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Yes. Shannon something. She, I feel like she is also. Oh. Somewhat. Of color, not not <laughs> not full white. Yes. Okay. Um, and the the son might be too, because I think that they might have specifically tried to cast oh kids that kids of Arab descent. Okay, because the mother is the mother because was the mother was white. white. Yeah, white, because Tony Shalhoub is. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was also really neat. That hey. is really neat. That's true. Cool. 
I've met, I've been, I've been meaning to look up what he is because he's definitely Olive. Yes. <laughs> um, so, oh, because we're going all over the place. My next thing was, oh, um, so Cyrus is dead. Um, I put Tony Shalhoub as an icon because mm. he is. I didn't like the bitchy relationship between the nanny and the sister. I just didn't. No. I didn't need that. Like I, didn't I need it. And I'm, I'm just very confused about, because the sister, so the reason he complains to his the son about making a mess is because he trips over the kid's scooter because he can't get around the kitchen because the kitchen is so small. However, assuming that it's a three-bedroom apartment, because um, she definitely was not a live-in nanny, like I doubt that. Like, you're living in this tiny apartment, but you can afford to pay this woman what I'm assuming is a full-time wage because she's literally always with them. So... But we do only see the... the we do only see the events of a day. So it's true. possible that he just hires her to take the little kid to school, the youngest to school, and then to pick him up and watch him until the daughter's free. So it could be a very part-time gig, and then it could be just that, hey, while I'm going to mm. sign these papers for this inheritance, I will be busy and I need someone to mind this child. So will Maybe. you come for the day? I'm, I'm willing to give Tony Shalhoub the benefit of the doubt for this one section. Because I was like, I just like, Maybe he's giving her 20 bucks a day just to ferry this kid back and forth. Right. Like, because that's possible. Because then I was like, if you're too poor which is fair it yeah. happens he is a, now a widowed father if you're too poor to get a bigger place for a slightly bigger place right. for you and your kids but you can afford to pay her like i don't why can't the sister take the kid to yeah. school the sister was too old i she, felt like she was too old for them to need because she clearly is like a senior in high school right <laughs> like the nanny i to me the nanny if she can't cook yes then she's there for the younger kid and they specifically use the term nanny so if they if they had used like a sitter or a minder or even like, you know, uh, a driver or something right, like or that. Something. It would have been different, but they specifically call her the nanny a couple of times. Right. But he, this kid is like, I don't know, maybe eight years old, seven, yeah. eight. Like he clearly goes to school for eight hours, seven hours right. a day. Like, I mean, the kid would probably be functional if he wasn't so fucked up. Right. But like the nanny, she's not cleaning that. That apartment was a mess Yeah, and she can't cook. So maybe you're right. Maybe she does just like take him to school in the morning yeah. and hang out with him a couple hours in the afternoon. I have never been wealthy enough to have a nanny. Or had close and or was a close enough friend to people wealthy enough to have nannies to understand exactly how this works. See, so so be, where the school where I work, you know, there are although the the kids are all ranges in the socioeconomic spectrum. We have a lot of affluent parents, and I've had several teenage girls in my class who get paid twenty forty dollars a day to sit at their neighbor's house with the six-year-old to get the six-year-old on the bus and then to meet that six-year-old uh, like after school. Like I've seen, I've had kids get, oh yeah, I know I get paid to come over to their house at like 7 a.m. because we don't start school until nearly nine. Mm -hmm. And so like I get there at 7 a.m. The mom's already made him breakfast. She leaves to work for work. I just hang out with him until he gets on the bus and then I come to school. Like you can, I've known a lot of teenagers who did that. Okay. And so the idea that this grown woman, like what does she, she has to have, she has to make a living somehow. I just had but a lot of But then she questions. also <laughs> says when she gets there that she's picking out a room to stay there. Oh, so like, right. was it a four bedroom apartment or was she rooming? Like, was she bunk bedding with the, with the sister? Maybe she's a boy. No, cause then that doesn't work. Cause then she can't pay rent. I'm so confused. But then maybe that's the payment is the rent. Oh, I have seen some shitty uh, ads online about like basically all pair positions. So she lives there and works not really for free, but like for free, essentially. Or for whatever wage he tosses her besides the free place to stay. Right. Which would be why she's shitty and why he can't, 
why you can afford her because it's basically just <laughs> it's just room and board if right. you watch my eight-year-old yeah yeah so maybe that's it i can't tell who's taking advantage of who in this situation no, but somebody is. somebody is somebody but is. I, can't tell, I don't know who it is <laughs> um my next note is that this music is terrible i can't even tell you what what, what scene that is i just knew it was it was the worst. It's funny because the production quality, I did look up some inter- interviews. Um, I did look up some reviews at the time and universally, even people who hated it said that they liked that the production quality was really high. And I don't know if I'm just being rude because mm. it's old, um, but I felt like the visuals and the audio sucked. Yes. I definitely feel like, not only, I mean, I know it's really common for them to like dub in lines for yeah. various reasons, but, but there I, were several times I, I had to rewind. I shouldn't be able to tell that the lines yeah. were dubbed in. And they were like obvious dub ins and the, the sound, like when it went big, hard, loud screamo, like yeah. versus the dialogue, it was just, it was not, no, it was jarring, but not in a, not in a particularly effectively horror way. No, like I don't think they were, I don't think they meant for that to happen. It was not good. Um, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. my, my next note is like a long time. Into okay. Are we, are we at the house now? <laughs> uh, yeah, we are at the house. I now. liked that the ghost writing was like elvish. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, it was <laughs> just golden glowing sort of cursive. <laughs> yes. With the, with the extra long, um, like the tops of the K's and the lower parts yeah. of the like F's and G, like the G's. I would actually like, like to see the 13 ghosts font next to the Lord of the Rings font and see how, cause they looked real. They did. Real and Lord of the, this was before Lord yeah. of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? Mm, mm, Lord of the Rings. I caught you. <laughs> uh, Lawyer glass cut death is oh, where I am. Oh, it's beautiful. That is, it is like that's where the I best am. Death. That's it's my like next, the best. Yeah, that's mine. I was like, I wonder if all the glass doors, at least in this house, are that sharp because that was clean. But it was like ghost triggered, right? He didn't like. No, I think it was because you know once he cuts the house on, essentially, I think those doors were going to close anyway because you know the house periodically will make shifts and changes in the okay. hallways and what's opening. I think that door was going to close anyway, but he would not have known the door was going to close. I see. Cause he, I feel like, I feel like Cyrus set him up to die. If not by the door, by that first ghost that was released. Yes. 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 And I think him getting killed by the door instead of her was a coincidence. I see. Just a, a twist of fate. Okay. Yeah. A thing that I noticed that I really disliked was that, when so Matthew Lillard, Tony Shalhoub, lawyer are talking. Lawyer goes downstairs and gets murdered. Yes. So it's just Tony Shalhoub and uh, Matthew Lillard for a second. Yes. At this time, uh, he has Tony Shalhoub has told his kids and the nanny Maggie to uh, hang out in the front, like front yeah. room. Yeah. Stay put. Over. Right. Stay put. And of course they don't. And so they step back out. And Matthew Lillard says, oh no, Tony Schlub's basically like, hey, children whose names I don't remember, I'm yelling for you. Yeah. Where are my kids? I told them to stay right here. And Matthew Lillard says, um, they're kids, what do you expect? And I got so fucking mad. Thank you. Because he was lumping in a full grown black a woman black with woman. these children. Yes. Also, one of those children is like, she's got to be 16 years old. Yeah. So well, I expect her to stay. Which I could say, you know what? Teenagers <laughs> are assholes and they don't listen to anybody. Fine. But. Where the hell is the nanny? Right. I thought the same thing. Because I was like, but this grown woman who he pays to watch his child should, well, she should have made at least the little kids stay there. Right. That's her whole job. 
Maybe you can't make you and that teenage girl hate each other, whatever. She's also mad because she's, I mean, she's also probably taking it out on you because her mom is dead. And yeah. that's understandable, right? But like, you can make the eight year old stay. Her, the nanny and the eight year old were good, were best friends. So, like, yeah, they both should have been there. They right should there. have been there anyway to start. Right. But also, like, the fact that they ran off, you can't then just be like, oh, it's because she's a child, too. No no, 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 no. The fuck? What the fuck? Also, terrible nanny, because they all three get that look in their eyes, like, let's go explore at the same time. Yeah. It's not like she was chasing after the kids, come back, like she should have been. <sighs> um, <laughs> the teenager, Shannon Elizabeth, is always smiling in this movie, and it was yes, weird. It is weird. I don't know if... I'm trying to remember, she is the naked transfer student in American Pie. Yes. I don't... I know she's been in other things. I know she's been in other things. But I don't things, know. I can't tell but you But that what. is the only thing that pops into my head when I see her. Yep. So I don't know what her range is, and I don't know how much of this was like a direct territorial choice, but she is like manically grinning. Yeah. Or maniacally grinning the entire movie. Like even when she's getting attacked. It's so weird. It is very weird. Um, that scene where she's like in the bathroom. Like grinning at nothing. Grinning and like messing with like her the wispies in her hair for like way too long. I mean, it was... Even if you cut all of the parts out with the ghost, because she can't see the ghost at this point, right? right? Even if you completely cut it out, she's acting fucking weird. She is. She's just standing in that mirror for like 10 full minutes playing with her hair with this weird looking smile Crazy on her face. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to say that she's getting possessed, but that literally never comes up again. No. So I don't know. I don't know what they were doing, but it was a weird choice. It, it was really was. Choice. Like I get that they wanted her to be in the bathroom to get that juxtaposition of like what she sees versus what we see, but they could have shortened that scene by a lot. They could have cut a lot out of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's, she's up in the bathroom and the bedroom having a grand old time and there are ghosts loose, but right now they're not really messing with her too much. Right. And then the nanny and the little boy get separated. Yes. The little boy has a pair of the ghost glasses. This is the only thing that I know about the original. Apparently in the original, it had some cool, weird 3D thing oh. where you could not see the ghosts in the movie unless you had your 3D glasses <gasps> on. So oh. this is that a nod to that That's where the cool. characters can't see until they're wearing their 3D glasses. Why was it this version like that? Right? That was such a neat... I have no idea what the technology was because like I said, that's the only thing that I know about it, but I thought that that was really cool. That is really cool. So the little boy can see ghosts. He just doesn't know it yet because he hasn't run into a ghost. Right. Um, and the nanny is still I don't know, being a terrible nanny some, don't some, don't somewhere else. Whatever. And so he starts to kind of go downstairs. He's loitering near the stairs. Yeah. And then he hears a voice like calling to him, like, come down here, uh -huh. child's name. And he's like, oh, is it Maggie? No, you idiot. It, that, that white dead woman does not sound or look anything like your black man. At nanny. all. At all. Doesn't sound at you, all. Because he sign, kind of sees this white figure in a white dress walk by. That is clearly not your nanny. No. Oh, that's right. Because he calls for Maggie, yes. the nanny. And it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like Rod Digger or like Shannon Elizabeth. No. No. It doesn't sound, but he says specifically, it's not like a hello and then he goes down there because he's a dumb little kid. Okay, fine. He specifically thinks, oh, that white ghost looked like my black nanny. Yes. <laughs> like, what? What? No. A not. child does not see color. <laughs> And no, that's how stupid you sound. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Terrible. Um, I did think, and then it's interesting how like, but one of the voices, when that one ghost is telling him to come down, we do hear his mother's yes. voice telling him not to come down, but he never acknowledges no. that one. So I'm wondering if like, maybe he didn't hear her. It's also really unclear. There are clearly times 
where things are happening that are supernatural that the living and breathing people are not aware of. Yes. Except for like Matthew Lillard because right. he is psychic. Psychic. Right. But everybody else doesn't have powers. And so unless they have the glasses or they're paying careful attention, right. they don't always know what's happening around them, but they make zero distinction between like when they should be aware of what's happening and when they should not. Because right. even sometimes in the middle of a ghost attack, they would edit out the ghost. Yes. Even when they were wearing glasses. Yes. And I was so irritated. And I'm like, but we, we should all see we them. We should all see them because yes. they are wearing glasses. Exactly. But they, they just, they were trying, that's a, that's a wire, the psychic vis visions are all super disorienting, way too much stroke. Same thing they with the are. ghost attacks. They just, they had this idea of like, I think they wanted to like disconcert the audience, but they did it to a point where it didn't make sense for the world that they were building no. and where it took you out of the story. Even with some of like Matthew Willard's visions or yeah. whatever, because he, it implies that you only see the visions if you're touching him or if he's touching like an object. Yeah. But sometimes he just, ha it just happens. It just happens. And he just or someone would like over. tap him on the shoulder and there would be nothing. So it's like, yeah. they weren't even consistent yeah. with their own rules that yeah. they set, which is like, you know, horror rule number one is be consistent. Yes. Be consistent. We pay attention to these things. <laughs> yes, we do. That's what we like about horror movies. Uh, what's your next note? Um, I wondered if Rod Digga thought she'd have an acting career after this. She decided to never act again after this movie. Oh. She was in Carmen a Hip Opera, then she did this movie, and then she was like, never again. And but, she went back to music. Because I don't even think she was... I looked her up. Like, I, I did not really like her character, but I don't think that was her fault. No, I thought she was... She is an actor was perfectly fine with yeah. the role that she was given. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I would have liked to see her in more movies, but Same. apparently she was like... I feel like this is a situation which, where she did the best with what she had. Fair. If I was given this trash role and I had to act in this trash movie, right. I would be done with acting too. Because she's a rapper, but not a comedian. So like even when... Like some of her lines were just so... Oh, did the lawyer split? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Do you get it? Some... It was clearly some white person's idea of what ghetto black people yeah. sound like. Yeah, like they know. And I feel like she was doing the she, acting and she, she was given. She gave it her, her all, but she sounded like a, a, a weird stereotype because that's the way she was written. Exactly. And I don't think, I don't, I think that was what, that was a director's choice. Yeah, not it's hers. not like you couldn't be more like, I guess, stereotypically black for this white passing family right and but, not still be like a character she doesn't seem so i mean she does not seem to give a fuck about these kids no like as soon as that kid first of all she lets that kid just run off and then even afterwards she's just like mm, i don't really want to go look for that kid mm, yeah i quit this job mm, because yeah i deserve extra pay even though i let that kid run off because I don't she doesn't care. really go look for him no no the reason we well the reason tony shalhoub finds out that he's missing is because the sister comes back and then the nanny comes back and is like oh oops i gotta let him he ran away a long time like she's laughing about it yeah. like she has no connection to anyone in this movie and so you're kind of like why the fuck are you why here? are you here <laughs> and it's even even if she made it that's well, I, I i'm doing it i'm doing it again in my head where i'm comparing it to house on haunted hill because you had a lot of characters who did not give a fuck about other people but they were all motivated by money yes. and you don't see any, like, if, if she was like, hey, you know, you owe me all this back pay because I've been your nanny for so long and I've been letting it slide, but you you got to pay me and now that you've got this inheritance, you can. He's like, yeah, you got to stick around though till I sign the pay. Like, there needed to be some kind of Something. Connect. She just seemed to drift in and then drift out. Yep. Like, wh why? She's just why? trapped in this house with these white people and it's just, that's it. Yeah, and I did get that scene where she talks about it. <laughs> no. No. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she's a, uh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, um, this might be kind of far. That's fine. The weird clothes shredding thing they do to the teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets attacked by the jackal. I cannot tell these ghosts apart. That's a thing. People love these fucking ghosts because apparently on the DVD, they had an extra where Cyrus, Cyrus? Yeah. Goes through his gallery and explains the backstories of all the ghosts. Oh. And so people are like, oh my God, this would be such a good series. Oh, it would be like Married Horror Story. You could have like a, an episode for every ghost. Except that I read those ghost backstories mm. and most of them are about sexual assault. Ooh. It's either people Ooh. being sexually assaulted no. or people who are sexually assaulting. And so like, why the fuck do I want? I don't, please don't make that. Please don't please make that. Don't. I don't want to watch it. And so I'm supposed to like care about these ghosts who are terrible, most of them are terrible people, so I don't care if they're trapped forever. Fuck them. Um, and then, like, they keep saying their names. Like, it's important to me. Oh, it's important. All 12 of the zone. I don't give a fuck. I don't like, care. I don't care. And so the jack, jackal, jackal, maybe. One of them was the one the, in the yeah. face cage. I think that's the jackal. Yes. Yes. Attacks the teenage girl, slashes up her face, which immediately disappears because she's hot and we can't have her be scarred. Yes, because at some point we seen her after the attack and she was fine. And then when later she pops we back see her up, bleeding and I was like, when did that happen? He mm. scratches her face parallel, like Wolverine claws on right. both sides of her cheeks. Yes. And then rips her shirt open. The last time I saw a boob shot that gratuitous was Idle Hands. <laughs> when, when Jessica Alba's like floating above the bed and yeah. they just like... Ugh! Rip her, Superman, rip her, her chest out. And it's it's played for humor in Idle Hands. Right. It is not played for humor in 13 Ghosts. No. The, Plus her dad's here, so Yeah, do. her dad's right there. <laughs> it's it's showing off her sexy boobs, like, in, in, her little, in her little bra. It's weird. And then, of course, when she gets disappeared and she comes back later, right. she is no longer injured in any way. Nope. Because her beautiful face must be visible, but her tits are still out. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's not too far in, no, because I don't remember the order that anything these things happen anyway. My next note was how did? Oh no, I, my next note was how did the ghost abolitionist get into the house? But then she explained. Yeah, that's about the same time. Yeah. Yeah, she says to Tony Shalhoub that there was like an entrance and it's gone. But then later, of course, we found out the truth is that she probably had a way in because she's. So in there on it. was an entrance. I guess with all the like shifty shifty right. that there was one, but the reason she knew about it to get in is because she's been working with Cyrus all along, which okay, twist, but hey, do we all remember the same opening scene? You Why mean when was she was she... crying over her boyfriend, not her boyfriend, but her partner being dead, but you shouldn't give a fuck about this man. Right. Unless he hired her after that, but then like, what? 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 Right. When, at one point, did this bitch start working for him? Right. So, because then the at the opening scene when they're in the junkyard and everybody dies except for allegedly Matthew Lillard and her, right? Uh, because we know late we find out later Cyrus was faking his death, right? Which again, I guess you're right, probably so that Matthew Lillard would think he wasn't getting his money. But she's like around the corner screaming about her partner who is dying right. in front of her. So, like, who we has have that for? Two options: either A. This bitch has always been in on it and she just did it to fuck with Matthew Lillard. I guess. But who also doesn't care. Like, he didn't also, care. He didn't give a fuck about this woman. No. And, or B, Cyrus came to her afterwards and said, hey, I know I got your 
boyfriend killed, but like you should totally work for me. And she was like, bet. And then she did it. Yes. Uh, Except I feel like she had been with him all along because in one of those, their scenes together, he's like asking her where the recordings are or something. And she's like, are you mad at me? Like she's like enamored with him. Right. Like they've had an established relationship. So if they have, why did she go to the dangerous site to begin with? Because even like, why did she go to the dangerous site to begin with? where she could have died. Right. I'm confused because if he needed her help later, right. then why would he ask her to come where the juggernaut could like eat her face? Exactly, where he could risk her dying. Because he needed her to die later. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like He needed her later to do whatever bit she did because she had to do some things before he made his appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Like? Ridiculous. What? What? <laughs> bad, just bad plotting. Bad plotting. Um... Oh, I loved Tony Shalhoub. This is more bad scripts, not Tony Shalhoub. It's never right. Tony Shalhoub. No. Tony Shalhoub asking questions and then immediately being like, I don't care. Yes. So he would be like, <laughs> Matthew Lillard, why are you here? What are you doing here? No, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Explain it. He's like, well, there's these ghosts. I don't care about ghosts. Bitch, you asked. <laughs> just asked. Same thing with abolitionist pops up and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I stuck in because of the thing. He's like, no, what are you doing here right now? He's like, oh, well, this thing about ghosts. Don't talk to me about, about ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> and it's like, but you you keep asking these questions also best line in the movie is when matthew lillard is at first trying to explain to him what's going on and he says goats <laughs> they they really wrote that down and they were like this is comedy gold this is this is gonna go down in the books Go- goats and he's like no i mean i was like no. he clearly said ghosts you don't <laughs> he didn't you don't go goat hunting anyway uh best line in the whole movie i thought so that kind of ties into i hate how even when we get kind of to the point where there things are starting to happen and they're starting to believe more that there are ghosts in the house they are at all times still very reluctant to put the glasses on but it's not like oh, I don't want to put them on because I don't want to see what's happening. It's kind of like, uh, well, I mean, if you say that there's a ghost over there, but you've already seen like three. So do you not believe that there might be, like you've already seen evidence that there are ghosts and yet you're still like, well, I mean, if you want me to put the glass, like, yes, put the fucking glasses on. It would have made more sense if they were fighting over who got the glasses. Yes. But they don't do that. They literally have to shove the glasses at each other. Right. And even when, like, Rod Digga is, like, trying to help Matthew Lillard duck that one ghost that, like, when he's stuck in the room for a little while, yeah. she's like, oh, wait, oh, that's right. There are these glasses. Like, yeah, bitch, put the glasses on. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> like, everyone who has a pair of glasses should just keep them on their face at all right. times. Uh, maybe if they had said something like, oh, having the glasses means that they're more likely to attack you. Like, right. But we needed more. We needed something, more. But we, just, that's also not true. <laughs> no, but they, even if they said it, they, <laughs> they could have just made it up. Um, so I disliked the house design because I thought it was a really cool idea for everything to be glass and transparent. And then there's all these winding corridors, but unfortunately it had two problems. First of all, everything looked the same. So they Mm. could have literally been reusing the same hallway for every scene. And I would have had no idea. And maybe they did, I don't know, but because they looked so indistinct, it's impossible to kind of like, it doesn't matter. They're in a corridor, they're going to get attacked by a ghost, and then they turn another corridor, and then maybe there's another ghost there. Like, there's no differentiation whatsoever. Right. Um, and the second problem is that they go, since it's glass, we'll just shoot through the walls, except that when you shoot through two or three layers of glass, it looks different. So there would be, like, words in the way, mm-hmm. or it would be kind of blurry, or it just was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. Because they were shooting through layers and layers of plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No good. I mean, it was a, it was a decent idea. Um, but also I guess 
So Matthew Lillard at some point explains that the words on the glass are spells that ghosts have to follow rules just like we do. And so the spells are what are keeping the ghosts contained in the house. But did every wall need a spell? Because I mean, I feel like if, if Cyrus's plan was what happened at the end, well, not completely, but kind of what happened at the end, you just need to contain the ghosts in their little cages. Yeah, so you could have just blocked them into a room again that was covered in spells, and then they wouldn't have been able to leave that room? Yes. Why does every single wall and all the floors have to have the spells? Because you just want to kind of keep them in the basement until the chant starts to play, and then it brings them to the top. Like, that's... Because even all the top floors had... Top, the first floor, the upper floor, had spells everywhere, too. The ghosts never really make it up there. I was th- thinking, oh, it's just overkill, whatever. But towards the end, Tony Shalhoub just pops out a whole fucking wall. A whole pane of glass. And I was like, couldn't you just do that? And then, like, now you're locked in this room? Yes. Like, it was almost at, like a video game puzzle no one figured out. At all, all this whole time, they could have just, like taken the pain and like closed off the bottom floor because the ghosts yeah. don't go upstairs until the chance play. I right. think, I think all of the attacks were in the basement. Yeah. 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 So they could have just like got out walled them below. And then what, I don't know they were trapped in the house, but like whatever, they would have had time to figure it out. Right. I don't, I didn't understand. No, I don't get it. That was, um, yeah, I guess cause it looked pretty, but whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> abolition, they're all together except the youngest, kid at this yeah. point i think or maybe maybe both the kids are missing both the kids are missing um so it's just abolitionist oh, Matthew right. Lillard and because eventually they Tony get Shalhoub. shannon elizabeth and then they're having a conversation and then she's gone again yeah somehow. i know she's, but whatever she, right she's gone i don't care whatever um <laughs> maggie asking for a pay raise after she lost the child in a haunted house i love yes. that um and then <laughs> that's when they have this whole thing where um the abolitionist is like you didn't tell him did you and Tony Shalhoub's like, oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me. I was like, you've been telling this guy to shut up <laughs> the whole this time. whole fucking time. <laughs> Every time he tried to talk to you about ghosts, you're like, fuck ghosts. And he's like, oh, one of the ghosts is your wife. And he's like, how dare you? How sir, dare you? Sir. Punch in the face and everything. You didn't want to hear, you didn't want to hear a word I had to say. No. You didn't even let him like confirm or deny. He just like looked at you and you punched him in the face. Right. Like that, that's a guilty face. Punching you in the face now. <laughs> so unfair. Um... Oh, I put, we're in the middle of a machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead. I was like, that's an okay line. That's a pretty cool line. That's a pretty cool line. I kind of like that. That's neat. Um, I have some issues with the machine and its functioning, but whatever, because I, again, was like, that's not, you didn't keep that consistent, but whatever. So like the kids, wait, am I out of the way? Um... Hold on. The only thing, yeah. So the only thing that uh, matters yeah. is before they put the kid, or that I have that that's in between that is when they put the kids in imminent danger. Um, abolitionist meets up with Cyrus, and that's when you find out that Cyrus is not dead, and right. that um, she's evil also, and that she's somehow helping. I don't know why she her role is not important because it seems like he's doing everything. The only thing that he, it seems like the only thing reason he needed her there was because he was pretending to be dead, but there's really no reason why he needs to pretend to Tony Shalhoub to be dead. He doesn't. Once he gets him in the house, it doesn't matter if he's dead. No, because they are trapped in the house. In fact, when Tony Shalhoub figures it out and they fight, he gets his ass kicked. Yes. Because Cyrus is, I don't know, trained, whatever. But like, but right. Like once the house, 
once the lawyer does the thing to like close the house to begin with, right. they he are trapped just in the house. Up. So it doesn't he could have been up the whole time. She is pointless. Uh-huh. Her pretending to help Tony Shaloub for what? He can't he can't leave the house. I guess he's the she's the one who tells him that he has to kill himself to save the kids. But Cyrus could have done that. Cyrus he could have popped up and been like, oh my God, I'm not dead. The ghosts have been holding me captive. The only thing that can save your kids is you dying. Right. I'm your uncle and you should listen to me. And Tony Shalhoub is like, would be like, okay, because I've listened to this random white woman. I'd listen to you too. Thank you. Like, also, like, he's going to see, he's going to try to figure out a way to save his kids anyway. Right. And so. You could have left a book. Right. And he would have done it. He would have done it. The goal is that he would jump into the device or jump into the middle of the device and then not, not do it well. Yes, and, and not, not do it right. Sliced up and die. Like, all you had to do was put his kids in danger. Anyone yeah. could have done that. Like, Cyrus could have done that. Because he sends the ghost abolitionist to do it, but it's like, Shannon Elizabeth could take her easily. Let's just... And then she didn't do it, though. Somehow he did it when they their backs were turned. Right. I don't understand. Okay, so, let's get to this machine. Okay, so, this please. machine starts. It, had, it several... What is it? Concentric circles? Is that the word I want? Like several circles inside of circles? Is abolitionist dead now? No. Okay. Wait. Maybe. Okay. She <laughs> dies. She uh, does die. She makes a token protest against the kids being put in danger because I put um, white woman feminism. Yeah. Would, would do that. But they're kids. And he's right. like, yeah, okay. And so she gets crushed between glasses and you don't, don't even know why she's there. And nope. That, don't know. Right. Okay. Now. Nope. Okay. Machine. So. Machine stars. There are these concentric circles, right? Different cir- circles inside of circles, and they're all spinning in different ways. When the machine initially cuts on, they show us this, the, s- the several circles in the middle all disappear until the children are sitting on them, and somehow they're there. And I was like, but they went, but those circles sunk into the ether. How are they now suddenly a platform for the children? Did no one think that maybe... Why, why? Like, why did you do that? That was bad. Like, somehow, these concentric circles are rotating blades, but also there's enough of them for the children to sit on perfectly. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense from the multiple shots we have of them walking over the ground. Thank you. And when the the machine starts, that means that you would have had to stop them from spinning long enough to force the children into the middle. Yes. Because otherwise they would have gotten sliced on the way in. Like there's Did they just time it and yeet the kids. <laughs> I mean, right, but you can't <laughs> Right. Like and then what Cyrus yeeted them. He yeeted <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth by himself. Like yeah. no. And there was no momentum so she didn't go all the way through and just Right. She would have lost a limb at least. <laughs> like there's just no logical way for them to have got like they, I could see if they had been on the thing tied up yeah. before the machine started, at least for us as a viewer. But that is not what happened. No. So there is no logical way for him to have gotten them in the middle yes. of these circle blades. Like that's just not, not how that worked. <laughs> that was yet another issue with this movie. That Definitely, I, I really thought I loved this movie. Um, and then I somehow missed what the machine does. I think. Ghost abolitionist says it's supposed to like help you be all knowing or see the future or something. Yeah, I think it's like 
a dimension hopper. So he can like okay. hop through the dimensions of the dead and the living and Got like it. control like time travel y. It's very vague. Yeah. I put anything for greatness is such a weak ass villain motivation. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It's just so generalized. Like you are standing in the way of greatness. Okay, well, what's your greatness? To be great, fuck you. Like, because we don't write. We you're don't get so lazy. We have zero backstory for Cyrus. What's your. What is your villain motivation? I was like, will it make him immortal? Is it a that would be great? Is it a portal to hell? Because you just are one of those villains that just want everything to burn. Like, yes, I needed something. I can accept that, but you gotta say what it is. You know, I don't... free all the ghosts and be ghost king. What right. you, I... What is what does this fucking machine what is do? It? What does it do? I don't. I don't understand. And then we're interrupted after Tony Shalhoub realizes, wow, Cyrus isn't a ghost. I could take him. And Cyrus is like, nah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Beats him with I, his no. money cane. <laughs> uh. Pretty much. And then, so he's trying to, is that when the scratching stuff? Yes. Maggie's <laughs> DJ remix. I just put, I hate this with like 10 S's. Yes. So. Just, I hate this. So uh, DJs and sound recording people who may be within the sound of my voice. If you are at a board, not a DJ board because they don't look exactly like mixers. Um, also it was playing the, like this wasn't, it was like reels. They weren't vinyl albums. Um, they were like movie reel type, that old school record tape recorder type thing. She just starts moving the things up and down, but it sounds like a DJ scratching vinyl records. Cause she's Black. she's a black rapper? Is yeah. that? Because that was my question. Was Rod Digga messing with the recording sounding like a scratch? Like her, she was scratching, supposed to be. Yes. Because she's a black rapper. Yes. Got it. Okay, I'm going to yeah. check. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's not. But somehow messing up the soundtrack frees the ghosts and then the ghosts go after Cyrus. It somehow breaks the machine. Yes. <laughs> because. <laughs> Wait, who falls into it? Is it Cyrus, Cyrus so, dies? So because. The ghosts, somehow the music yes. breaks the ghosts free and the ghosts get to go take revenge on Cyrus. And so they go grab him and yeet him into the machine. Yes. And he gets chopped into bits. Yes. And I put, those kids just watch their uncle get dismembered. LOL. Yeah. Oh. with Like up close. With no blood. No blood. Because no. I'm sitting in the middle of a machine, surrounded by swirling blades. You get yeeted into it and sliced into bits. And there is not a single drop of blood on either of those children. Or on the machine, <laughs> for that matter. Also, where do his body parts go? Because that, that's another thing I have. We never see his body parts. We never see lawyer who got sliced in half. Like, where, where was his body? You never... They should have walked past it at some point, right? They did. They... they, they the Maggie walks by the dead lawyer. Mm. And has absolutely no reaction. Okay, so she's is that like, why I missed it? Because is that half the lawyer? And <laughs> and then whoever she's with, Matthew She's Lillard, mostly with Matthew Lillard, Lillard most of the time. Is yeah. like, no, this is the second time. So she's with abolitionists. Oh, okay, abolitionists yeah. like, eh. And they just keep walking. Right. She didn't even black react. No. And that's how you know it's because it's not her fault. that she, No, because it was written was that terrible. way. And this is the first dead body that she has come across. Yes. Like she has seen ghosts. She has seen ghost attacks. The kids are missing, but she's not actually seen a dead body. And this man was sliced in half. Yes. So and she was just like, mm, mm. it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my money? Um, Okay, so I put, oh, so I'm at the end now. Yes. Okay. Me too. So uncle's killed. 
Tony Shalhoub times it so that he can jump into the center of this thing with his children. Yes. What was the plan? To just die there together? Oh, because the Maggie does the scratching thing, I think, after he's in it. No. Oh, no, that's right. She does it before. Yeah. Because that messes up the chanting, and that's how the ghosts are released. Yes. But he jumps in the middle. Then what's your plan? I guess he's in there to protect them or die with them. Are they just going to die together? And then the, the machine blows up, and everyone's... Somehow happy. these death blades don't slice any of them at no. all. Nope. Which, I mean, honestly, except for the opening scene, like, four people die. Um, yeah. Abolitionist, lawyer, Matthew Willard. Cyrus. Cyrus. Four people die. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty low. It's a pretty low body count. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they die. Big, the big twist that is a stupid twist is the fourth ghost is his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's a good ghost and she gets to be like, so she's fully a white woman again and no yes. longer burnt to messed up. And she tells them she loves them and she goes off to heaven. The rest of the ghosts do not. No, they just walk out. They just walk out and like fade. And the implication is that they are going off to cause more havoc and I guess we're supposed to be happy, except that if you watch that behind the scenes, they're almost all universally horrible people. <laughs> what Tony Shalhoub, what have you done? What like, have you done? Right. The one, like the one they're catching in the opening scene, Matthew says something like, I thought you said he'd only killed 14 people. It's been like 25 or 30. And, and um, Cyrus is like, well, because he's added some since he since he died. So they're going to just go on murder rampages throughout yeah. the world. This is, you know what this is? This is the Jurassic World 2. It is. Where everyone's like, oh, we freed the dinosaurs. Like, you fucking freed the dinosaurs. But now all these like toddlers are going to get eaten. <laughs> what the fuck did you what do? Did you do? <laughs> that is exactly that, only the ghost version. It is the goat where they want us to feel like... They really did something, and the power of friendship and family prevailed. But actually, a bunch of just random <laughs> Except, toddlers are going to get murdered. Right? You're not. You're, you're releasing the scariest carnivores there are. Yes, with no warning. <laughs> with no whatsoever. Little Billy's going to be playing in his backyard on the swing, and his mom's going to go in the house to get him some lemonade. And she's going to come back to a massacre. In both, in either <laughs> movie, movie. In either in, movie, that is apropos in both universes, both universes, in both universes. <laughs> my God, oh my God. So the only positive I have for this is that no characters of color were harmed doing it because Rod Diggum made it at the end. Yes, and she gives some cheesy "I I'm quit" thing or something. I'm going back to California. I'm going back to I, uh, before Whatever. before before the closing theme. Um, that is her rapping. Yes. It comes on. Yes. Yes. I do I do love horror themed raps. That yes. is also an extremely specific Spotify playlist that I need to put together. Mm, yes. Horror themed raps. Horror and if it rap. does not include uh L O Cool J's deepest bluest. Of course it does. You have not done a does. proper job. A nightmare on your street. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah. There's there's gotta be a whole there's gotta be at least like a short album. Oh, worth. there has to be. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes, that was 13 ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I would still probably watch it again. Should I put it on the background? I would put it on in the background. If it's on, right, it's probably still going to continue to be one of my on in the background movies. I just, maybe, I think I just haven't actually paid attention to it in a very long time. Yeah. (sighs) It's just, it's not the best of the movies. I think, I feel like it just wasn't, Fun enough to excuse how bad it was. No, exactly. Right? No, it was not. It no. But the ma- the makeup was cool. 
I applaud what they were trying to do with let's just have haunted house movies with people of color. Yes. Every couple, every, every year or so, but they flew too close to the sun. Yep. And they Icarus it. And they Icarus it. Yep. You either just, you know, I would rather it just has been a lot more funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's it, I think. Yeah, that's it. So thanks for listening. And thanks for listening. Until next week. <laughs>